Hey, how you doing? It's uh, it's Ad Gallo here. This is another episode of Resume Review. It's been a little bit since we did this. Uh, just a refresher for those who are new to the series. Oh, wait, gotta put a filter on my face because I look like a ghost because of the lighting and the window. I'm getting this fixed today. So there you go. But time to look like I'm in a noir movie or something. Okay. I'm all filtered. <laughs> okay, so this is Resume Review. And basically, it's a show where I take a look at the records of fighters who are considered all-time greats or who I think have an argument to be in like a top 100 of the all-time greats. And I look at their best wins and I see how good those wins were. So that's a pretty common topic, I would say. that That's a thing that people talk about all the time. However, I have a different system of evaluating fighters than most people do and could be controversial to some, maybe not to others. But essentially, I look at the losing fighter and I see how well they did. How well they did doesn't mean how successful they were. It means how were they trying to win? What was their win condition and how did they approach it? So that seems like a pretty broad terminology and it might sound like it's or it might just sound like it's only about you know game plan, stuff like that. But it factors everything in. Um, so if your win condition is to pressure with volume, um, you have to be good at pressuring. <laughs> I need to be evaluating to see what your pressure tools are, uh, your strike selection, your weapons, also your attributes. Do you have the cardio to pressure with volume? Do you have the durability to pressure with volume? Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. And of course, you know, I still weigh like the aggregate skill set. You know, do you have a ground game? Can you wrestle? Things like that. Um, but the emphasis will be on the tools that supplement your win condition because uh, ultimately that's how you win the fight. Because MMA is complicated and there isn't time in the world to be good at everything, although some fighters are. Uh, so, you know, they need to uh, focus their games on certain strategies or game plans, what have you, approaches. So to be fair to them, I just look at what their, what their win condition is and how they're pushing it. This is not always how I did this. When I started my greatest of all time list with this type of rating system, I was looking more at like, what is the overall value of everything, like their skills and their attributes and everything. And I wasn't placing as much emphasis on that. And now I've, I've focused up. I think this is a better way to do it um, because sometimes evaluating just the skills being shown can be misleading, even if someone's like really physical and they clearly have a lot of talent. If they are fighting in a way that is not conducive to their win condition, that shouldn't count for as much. Um, so that, that's basically what I'm doing. Uh, I've done this series uh, on George St. Pierre. I've watched almost all of his UFC fights for that. Um, I've done it on fighters like Rafael dos Anjos. I've done some on John Jones. I've done them on a lot of fighters. Uh, I'm going to be tackling another all-time great today. The, for the first episode, I'm going to do a bunch of these. Actually, I think it's a resume definitely worth unpacking fully. Uh, it's Anderson Silva. Uh, a lot of people consider him the greatest middleweight of all time because he has like the title defense record uh, for middleweight, I believe. And you know, probably it's either tied with DJ or has second most behind DJ. I forget, but <clears throat> basically the numbers alone, people will say, yeah, he's the greatest of all time, but also he was clowning people uh, for a lot of those fights, just making them look dumb and bad. The question of this series will be, were they just dumb and bad or how, how much do we factor in their, you know, the skill deficit, you know, was, was it excusable? Was he just levels above or were they just, not really good. So I'm going to be watching old fights and the problem some people are going to have is I'm going to be watching old fights. I'm going to be evaluating them like they're happening today. That is important for me to do. I have to do that because all of these fighters are going on the same list and I can't be giving allowances to older fights. I'm like, well, for the time and like giving them a pass and like, that's not, it's not, you're not measuring the same thing then. And it's not fair to the fighters of modern times who you're not doing that for. Um, you know what I mean? So that's why I'm like, don't really be get too hung up on the list and the ratings and the rankings and stuff like that. It's not that big of a deal. Um, this is just my personal ranking system. Uh, this isn't going anywhere. Uh, it's not like anything official. Uh, there's not really any reason to get upset about it. It's just how I like to do it. I think it's an interesting way to review fighters' legacies. And it's also just a nice exercise in fighter evaluation. So if I'm watching a fighter from 2001, which I'm going to do today, and I'm like, oh, they're not that good. Duh. But also it's nice to be pleasantly surprised and, you know, to see, see how it is. Because good fighters did exist in the early 2000s. They were there. 
um, good fighters by modern standards in a way, um, in a way. So you'll see. I mean, uh, Kyle McLaughlin showed me a fight from, bro, it was, it was an old, it was an old fight, um, older than these. And they, I mean, they looked fine. They're, they're counter punching. They knew what they're doing. They're like, you know, transitioning into wrestling positions. It was very interesting. Actually, they were a lot better. Like everyone thinks like the UFC was the start of mixed martial arts. There really wasn't. Um, and you know, what was happening in the UFC and like UFC one, that was actually worse than a lot of the competition that was already occurring at the time. Uh, so there's, there's this really, you can't trust the narrative that the UFC paints about the history of mixed martial arts. It's not true, uh, but I'm not a historian, but maybe we'll get Kyle on sometime to talk about that more. Cause uh, he's, he's got some very interesting stuff. I think he, you know, I, I won't talk about, he's working on something where I, I got to see this, um, this really old fight where it was like pretty impressive. I would say anyway, Anderson Silva, uh, he's been fighting a long time. Uh, he's been early. Oh, he's, uh, he's been a pro since 1997. Uh, he was probably, you know, kickboxing or doing Muay Thai before that. Um, but yeah, he was not really in his like prime form skill wise until probably the very end of his physical prime, which happened like in his early UFC days, like right when he won the title. Um, of course, he won the title in 2007. Yeah, you know, uh, no, 2006 rather, and then he held it till 2013. So that's a long freaking title reign uh, where you're going through your physical decline. And he he held on and was pretty solid for most of that. So he's an interesting fighter. We're not going to touch his UFC run too much today. We're mostly going to poke through some of the older stuff to see if there's any value there. Uh, the reason I'm choosing to do Anderson Silva now is because he is boxing Julio Cesar uh, Chavez Jr. this weekend. Yeah, I don't know. He is. So there you go. I'm not going to talk about that at all, but that's just what made me think of him. And uh, yeah, I'm going to start with his fight with uh, Hayato Sakurai, who uh, by some accounts was the pound for pound number one fighter in the world at the time that they fought. He was 18 and 0. Um, he had fought some names for the time, uh, I would say. He was like the guy, pretty much. Um, this was at 168 pounds i want to say um i believe that's where soccer is fighting yeah yeah um so basically welterweight so if you if you didn't know anderson silva was essentially a welterweight for most of his pride uh and you know japanese career and then uh later on he moved up so we're gonna watch that one first this fight is on youtube so basically what's gonna happen is if you are watching this on patreon Here's the video. So we're going to watch the fight together. Um, if you're watching, if you're not watching, you're listening on a podcast platform and you are a patron, you should just hop over and watch the video. Don't don't go through all this pain um, or you just don't watch the fights at all, which is I still don't understand that. Like I am literally like commentating and analyzing these fights and people are just listening to the words and like, how do you trust anything I'm saying if you're not also watching the fights? Uh, doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, if you're just listening and you're not a patron, that's unfortunate. You should be a patron. It's only $3 to get access to all of our exclusive video content. There is so much of it. There's so much. I, I put out a lot. It's not just me, but I, I put out a lot. So just right there. If you're listening to this, if you like this, there's so much you haven't heard or haven't seen. Um, and you know, you're like, oh, well, I get some of it for you know most of it for free on the audio platforms. You have no idea how much there is. Just wait, just wait and see. Go subscribe, go give me three bucks, go check it out. There's a lot. Um, you could just do a one month subscription just to see everything there is and then you could quit. Um, but I assure you, there's more than you know. <laughs> so it's three bucks to get the exclusive video content, um, five bucks to get into our Discord server plus that. Uh, and then there's tiers above that, which give you both those things and um, specific types of content requests. So check that out for sure. Um, Otherwise, you're going to need timestamps. So I'm on YouTube right now. You're just going to go ahead and type in Anderson Silva versus Hayato Sakurai. Very simple. And the timestamp on the YouTube video is 1229. So what we're going to do is I'm going to count us down. I'm going to say three, two, one, go. And we're going to hit play at the same time. Here's the problem. For resume review, I do often go back and like rewind and watch things over again uh, more often than in my other series. So it's going to get messy. 
you're going to have a hard time. This is kind of a, a series that is more necessary to have the video component for. So perhaps that will convince you. Perhaps it will not. Let's see. We're going to watch Anderson Silva versus Haizo Sakurai, 2001 uh, welterweight fight. Um, very big deal at the time. So let's check it out. Three, two, one, go. And the quality is what you might expect. It always looks like it's the 80s. <laughs> You're watching like early 2000s MMA. For some reason, the WC had good video quality. All right. But we're going to see what each man's win condition is. And we're going to specifically focus on Sakurai because he lost. A nice low kick from Sakurai. He's got those thick legs. I'm sure he kicks hard. He's fainting his lead leg a little bit. Throwing that lead leg a little bit defensively irresponsible. You know, Anderson hasn't countered him yet, so no big deal. Uh, just firing off those low kicks. That might be his entire game plan. We'll see. Um, oh, nice uh, lead hook stepping through for the straight from Sakurai. Looks like he's going to try to walk Anderson into stuff, try to counter punch. Uh, decent reactions there. Uh, pretty pretty sloppy on his exits, uh, so that's not great. And he does look a little slow. He's trying to get that body lock with the double unders through the double collar tie. He actually does press into the cage there, so that's nicely done. Good reaction. Got his hips in. Transition to the double. A little slow there. Not really seeing the urgency um, that you would need to make that work. Try to inside trip finish on that body lock. Oh, nice. Uh, dragged him. Uh, redirected. Dragged him back towards the center. Uh, so that's good. So he's going for more of like a back foot low kick and counter punching game. And, uh, you know, when Anderson did get aggressive, he also had the react, the body lock, uh, which countered the double collar tie. And he had some transitions into, uh, into a takedown from there. So functional game for sure. So far, uh, let's see what work he can do on the ground. Anderson's kind of trying to control his posture, strike a little bit off his back. Sakurai postures up, just throw some shots back into burying his head into the chest. This is very old school, uh, Grand and pound strategy is just to, you know, hang out and guard and post drop, hit him a little bit and get back to safety, <laughs> essentially. He's stacking there. Anderson's going to uh, hook that leg and maybe try to go armbar. Uh, Sakurai misses that punch. So we're two minutes into this round. Um, Sakurai doing, doing a decent job for himself thus far. Definitely uh, has a skill set that accommodates how he wins fights. I'm sure I'd have to watch other fights to fully understand how he wins them, but I feel like I've seen other fights where he was just doing outside kicking. Um, so it seems to be pretty normal for him. I think it was at uh, the Pride Bushido tournament. He might have been in that. That might have been where I saw him most recently, but that was a while ago. So yeah, pretty ineffective ground and pound so far, but he is winning at this point. Anderson's uh, guard is pretty uh not even, I'm not gonna say it's offensive, he's not doing that much, but he's not looking to get up at all. That wasn't really part of the meta so much back in the day. So if I'm talking about Anderson Silva's win condition, he's doing a terrible job. <laughs> Although striking off the back is a good idea if you're not going to get up because you need to score. Um, but I don't know how this fight is judged. I assume overall, not round by round. Anderson just uh, slapping him a little bit <laughs> in the back. Sakurai's got inside control there. He keeps re-pummeling for inside control, but he's not really doing much with it. And he's not making enough space uh, to land that ground and pound. He's trying to like pop up and throw the shot immediately and pop back down, but he's not giving himself time to actually aim. <laughs> it's a little frantic. And Silva's a, little, a bit bigger than him, so I think maybe he, uh, he doesn't like how that feels. At this point, he might be getting outstruck off his back, so he's just going to stand up out of his guard. He didn't like it. I mean, that that's pretty smart i mean if you're not doing well in a position you know no reason to still be there um avoids that jab from the outside but super impressive there i don't like that uh lead lead low kick you should stop doing that <laughs> or at least faint it into something else but and just keeps pulling his leg back so maybe step up faint into a combination a nice uh overhand counter attempt off the slip but he gets countered in return and uh this ring is pretty small oh huge uh overhook uh, under sorry, underhook, uh, essentially a hip toss, but it was mostly him muscling him up from the underhook. So Sakurai is very strong, uh, which helps if your game plan is to actively uh, clinch and take down people. Um, then yeah, being super strong would help. Um, I'm actually going to go back and watch that one more time. We're at a uh, 51 seconds. He had the body lock. Yeah, just really 
Oh, he, he went knee tap. All right. So that was a knee tap from, from standing very nice, uh, muscled it completely, but it's cool. That's cool. Definitely functional. Uh, if you're wondering, I actually did just instinctively without watching the fight, I did rate Sakurai as a quality opponent. So basically based on this evaluation system, they clear 70 out of 100, uh, in my mind, uh, and 100 being like the best fighter you've ever seen. Just Aldo, uh, <laughs> or there's other fighters that, that meet that standard for a few fights, but they usually win those fights. So it's like 100s are rare and I've never happened before. Uh, cause you know, the only time Aldo's like at his peak, his loss is, you know, the Conor McGregor knockout, but you know, not enough happened to be certain that was the absolute best fighter you've ever seen losing. So can't go full 100 on that. But yeah, soccer, I did give him the clear as quality. He's in the seventies. Um, I think he's meeting that standard for now. Um, it's tough because Anderson Silva's competencies aren't really where they should be to test all these things, but, and it's like an awkward size ring and is, you know, everything's a little bit weird, but they might not be allowed to elbow. That's also hurting the ground and pound, but I don't know if that would have been something he did anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I think soccer looks decent. I'm wondering how he loses this fight uh, just because is Anderson Silva going to develop takedown events between rounds? Uh, he's getting, you know, Sakurai's defense isn't very good. Uh, he does have a couple of counters up his sleeve, but it's more uh, moment to moment. It's not like just inherently he has good defense. So once he like doesn't get his counter or after he's thrown, he's pretty vulnerable. So I could see him getting pieced up in that sense, but we'll see. We'll see. So in this open stance matchup here. So let's see if that rear low kick goes to the inside of uh, Silva's leg here. Yeah, tries it, but Anderson pulls his leg back. He's been good with that. Oh, there's a, a combination that lands in a headlock attempt from Sakurai, gives up his back. Um, it was decent. He didn't really engage his hips, so he sits there for a switch, and now he's in guard to Sakurai. Um, so if I had to guess, I would say the Sakurai is probably not good off his back, but those of you who might be more familiar with Sakurai might be laughing at me right now if that's not true, but we'll see. Oh, yeah, no. So he's under that arm, overhooked over the head. Good control position. I'm sure Sakurai is a good, uh, good grappler overall, especially for the time, but that's not how we're doing this. But yeah, if I told you there was a guy who was like slipping shots and counter punching and, you know, wrestling upper body and, you know, had, had a pretty well-rounded game at this point, I think you'd be surprised. Because uh, remember that like Chuck Liddell was one of the most highly regarded champions and that was like the mid 2000s and he couldn't really do that. <laughs> uh, that wasn't totally his game, but he was a counter puncher essentially and he, his, his striking was way more limited than some people remember. Uh, he looks pretty bad on tape looking back. That's someone whose resume I would not like to review at all. I don't like watching Chuck Liddell fights. <laughs> Makes me sad. So Sakurai looking to control the wrist, you know, pass it for a triangle. Um, yeah, they're 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 both playing, you know, essentially offensive guard games off their back, which it's just funny looking back now. Like every coach would be like, "Don't do that," um, but that was that was what you did then. <laughs> so I have to factor that in a little bit. Like the meta is different, so the wind condition approach is going to be a little different. So as long as he's doing a good job with regard to the way they win, he's looking for a butterfly sweep here. Got over unders. Um, got to sweep towards the underhook, the overhook side rather, because that's where the post would be. Um, so you have to sweep them toward where they won't have a post. And you can use the underhook to move them in that direction, but he didn't really have the leverage. Part of it because he's been flat in his back most of the time. Oh, nice little uh, sweep attempt there. He's looking for like the scissor sweep, and then he like looked to. Uh, push out the knee Anderson Silva based on that one side with his knee, but didn't get that. Sakurai just, I, I think a little slow sometimes not an urgent enough to pull off the techniques he wants to. Um, there you go. I think he's athletic, but I just don't know if he, uh, if he's that type of athlete. Anderson kicking him a little bit. It's funny how skinny <laughs> Anderson is here. Uh, used to him being, you know, a lot thicker. Not huge necessarily, but just, you know, had a lot more mass. 
They're back on their feet now. So that was all off a failed headlock attempt, which happens. And, you know, his takedown game is upper body, so it made sense for him to go for it. And if it was just a slip headlock, you see that in wrestling all the time. It's actually a pretty good uh, attempt. Uh, he hits that inside low kick, but gets hit with like a four punch combination. Goes for that reactive body lock, and uh, this time Anderson Silva frames out even harder with a double collar tie, and he can't get it. Now he's getting pieced up on the back foot. This is kind of what I thought was going to happen. Um, now Anderson gets the rear standing, and Sakurai gives it up and <laughs> gets his back taken. Um, I'm rethinking things a little bit <laughs> at this point. Uh, Sakurai's game didn't hold up very well under duress. Anderson's teeing off on him from back mount. And Sakurai's just kind of hanging out. I think he's rocked, but he is just hanging out at this point. Um, yeah, really no defense off the back foot. And his game got shut down pretty quick by double collar tie frames, which is not great. I think the round is still going. Oh, they're cleaning up Sakurai's face because his nose is all messed up. I think he's cut on his nose. Or it's just bleeding a lot. Yeah, he's, it's super broken. <laughs> Jeez. I'm not necessarily going to revoke my Sakurai rating, but if anyone wants to try to make him higher, I'm like, no. <laughs> it's not going to matter too much, I don't think. I don't see Anderson Silva's positioning changing too much on this list, but once I finish the series, we'll revisit that. Yeah, Sakurai, broadly functional, not loving the implementation, uh, a little more limited than I'd like, but obviously when you go, there's that rear naked choke on the, on the face, looks like. Um, yeah, of course, when you go for the time, everything changes, but again, to, to weigh him against other people who are collecting wins in the modern age, you have to have that standard if that's what you're measuring. Uh, he's really cranking this. Uh, Anderson is. He's really pulling on the neck there. Sakurai turning into him. Now it's uh, on the chin a little bit. Yeah, it looks like it's going to slip off. There's the train. And the round ends. Yeah. Um, so Sakurai's takedowns all being upper body is really hurting him because his the way he gets there is his reactive double underhooks. And every time Sakurai moves forward on him, uh, Anderson Silva just frames off with the double collar tie. And uh, in the first round, he just kind of hipped in and pushed through it. And this time, Anderson Silva had a little more urgency in using the frames actively and pushing off and landing shots and making it so he didn't want to stay in that position. Um, you know, Kasakurai fighting at welterweight here, he kind of isn't one. <laughs> you know, like I said, he does fight at lightweight uh, pretty soon after this, I believe. So consider that as well, that it's a future middleweight fighting a future lightweight. Um, yeah, there's been fighters in the past where I've uh, enjoyed their their skill set and their performances, but I thought, you know, as a welterweight or as whatever weight they're competing at now, probably not worthy of a rating. Um, but, you know, at a lower weight, I think they're pretty high quality. Just certain games just don't age as well as others. I mean, standing next to each other right now, he looks decently sized, but I don't know. He's getting counterpunched a lot here. There's that low kick. Yeah, he just he's just standing there and <laughs> eating shots, um, trying to parry a little bit, but I think he's tired. Most of his uh defensive maneuvers. There was a, a slip left hook, and he actually gets the upper body and hits that trip. Nice adjustment. Nice adjustment. So this time he's doing it off of his counter punching, um, getting to that reactive clinch spot uh instead of just rushing in. So adjustments are a big deal, right? Uh pursuing a win condition if they stop whatever you're doing and you don't have a new solution you can't change anything to, to make it work again uh you're not good but this, this is an example of uh, someone who uh, made a slight tactical adjustment especially when he was tired and um you know not doing so well that that's impressive uh if he like rides out the rest of this round on top i believe it'll probably be over overall scoring not round by round scoring and i mean anderson silva heard him and had his back and had that body triangle on and had that choke in. So he's going to win. Um, let's talk. I can do a lot from top here and he's posturing up now, but yeah, I'm impressed with the adjustment. Um, I'm also 
you know, Anderson Silva also didn't have like a secondary response to that, but you, know, you only have so much time to make adjustment after adjustment after adjustment and it only goes so far. So um, nice, nice job by Sakurai. Um, that was, that was cool. We are going to watch another uh, old Japanese fight, old-ish <laughs> after this. Um, I think that will be our last one before we move on to the UFC era. Silva just playing a higher guard now. Trying to set him up to strike from bottom. Sakurai posturing a lot more now than he did in the first round. Silva's kind of holding him. Heel striking the leg a little bit. Yeah, if it is overall scoring, I think it's you know, makes sense for Andrew Silva not to really do anything because he knows he's up. And uh, he's been pretty good at making Sakurai miss when he postures up and just bringing him back down to his guard. Take a small drink of water here. Sakurai postures again. Silva keeping that guard tight, trying to pick the ankle. And he breaks his base down, makes him come back down to his knees. It's only about two minutes here left. Yeah, Sakurai doesn't really have the answers. His, his ground and pound from guard didn't look good in the first round either, so I wouldn't expect it to be any better at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, if taking people down as part of your win condition, then you should be able to top game them. You should be able to do something from top. Uh, I don't know if he grapples differently in other fights uh it's also very hard to pass the guard of someone who is bigger than you uh, especially if you're having to stack and then you're tired and your legs can't really hold up and you don't really have a lot of answers but yeah he's not a very good guard passer uh not a very good ground and pounder from top um i feel like he's a kickboxer who can wrestle that's kind of my read so far and yeah i mean for for that he's done a good job but uh he definitely lost this one and i mean anderson silva you know just being able to put together combinations and counter punch a little bit and be long and actually like deny some clinch attempts is enough to beat that kind of archetype i would say um but yeah mma was still interesting back then there's just a lot less interesting stuff to look at and anderson piecing him up with that jab again nice uh reactive double attempt by sakurai and anderson sees him coming and uh stuffs it gets under hooks and pushes off it was a decent shot attempt from Sakurai, just no setup at all. He's trying to shoot under the jab from far away, which I, I don't like that setup at all. People always try to shoot under jabs. So I think that's a bad idea. It all depends circumstantially, but just in general, from space like that, from jabbing range, typically not a good time. Sakurai is hanging out on his back now, getting kicked. I feel like he knows he lost. Doesn't want to get beat up anymore. Only 30 seconds left here. Who's taking more kicks? Yeah, Silva's jabbing straight through his hands. And uh, he's trying to hit a cross counter there. Just ate the jab. You have to actually slip the jab to hit a cross counter. I don't know if he knows that. Yeah, he does. I, he hit one earlier in the fight. <laughs> the fight's over. Um, yeah, not. you're not going to be super impressed watching that in hindsight. But I think just by my standards of how I'm evaluating things, you know, what's your wind condition? How do you approach it? Do you have the skills to do that? Do you have the attributes to do that? Kind of yes, kind of no. Uh, I'm bullet over. You know, I think he's borderline, which is impressive. It's impressive for a fighter from 2001 to be borderline rateable in my, in my evaluation system. I think that's pretty cool, but not positive. Um, yeah, he fought some other guys, but I'm going to go two years ahead in the future. Uh, his fight with Carlos Newton, uh, Anderson Silva's fight with Carlos Newton. Uh, Carlos Newton obviously was a UFC champion uh, for some of you who care about that in your evaluations of a fighter like oh he has the, this title like, who, who cares um, <laughs> but uh, at the time he wasn't on any crazy run or anything like that um, he's actually in, in between losses um, uh, you know sandwiched in between losses for uh, this one so basically Carlos Newton Won the UFC title off of Matt Hughes. Um, wait, no. He lost the UFC title. Was he UFC champion? Yeah, he beat Pat Militage. I'm looking at his record. He beat Pat Militage with the Bulldog choke. Um, everyone's seen that uh, for the title, the UFC welterweight title back in 2001. 
then there's the Hughes fight where he had the triangle locked in. Hughes put him up against the cage. Hughes went out, and as he went out, he slammed him and uh, knocked out Newton, and they gave it to, to Hughes. Uh, and then uh, Carlos Newton fought uh, Jose Pele uh, and beat him, and then he lost to Matt Hughes in the rematch uh, pretty cleanly, I would say. Uh, he beat Pete Spratt, who's just kind of like a guy who was around, I think, as a striker. Um, and then he fought Anderson Silva in uh, Pride. So, this, I mean, this is right before uh, Newton fights Tenzo Gracie, which he wins, and then he goes on a three-fight losing streak, then he wins one, then he wins and loses another three. Uh, so, like, Newton pretty much not doing so hot at this point in his career, but we're not going to care too much about that. We're just going to watch the fight, do the evaluation based on what we see. But, yeah, this is the fight before Anderson uh, gets uh, triangled by Takase. And it's uh, four or five fights before he gets flying scissor heel hooked by uh, Chonan. So, fun times. All right. So, we're going to watch Anderson Silva versus uh, Carlos Newton. And if you need a timestamp, if you're not watching the video, first of all, shame on you for not watching the video. Uh, but the timestamp is 3.31. Okay. So, we're going to count down. Three, two, one, go. There we go. I would say Anderson already a bit bigger than the last fight we saw him in. <laughs> Has gained some weight. He's trying to sort out his facial hair situation. It was uh, not great in the last fight. So as far as I know, uh, Newton's a grappler, so we'll see how he pursues that. But a nice little lead hook there from Newton so far. Slipped on the, his retreat. Oh, nice uh, nice uh, head movement and gets the reactive clinch uh, opportunity and works him down with underhooks. Something that has worked on Anderson Silva in the past. So clean, clean execution of the game plan so far from Newton. Uh, actually had head movement on the, his exits. Uh, so clearly knew a little bit about <laughs> what Anderson Silva does. That's pretty solid. Let's see if he can do more on top here than uh, freaking Sakurai did. Anderson Silva looking pretty much exactly like the last fight off his back. So overhooking that arm. See if he tries to get some sort of angle here. Push off the hips, maybe. Try and push that arm back for a triangle. Not getting that. And there's Newton stuffing that leg and passing guard. Nice uh, putting his hip to the mat and sliding through to side control. So obviously a much better top game from Newton than Sakurai. Uh, nice smash in the face of the forearm there from, from Newton to pass to Silva looking to regard and they end up in kind of a north-south situation. Now uh, Newton's got that knee pinning the arm stopping him from uh grip fighting or uh pushing on the hips to get back in so that's good stuff silva doing a good job controlling the oh nice controlling the wrist but uh newton gets his hips high and uh comes back over the other side still uh still high there we go and slides through to side control and on the mount good top game from newton is good stuff he goes post uh straight shot from, from the top that's good and now he's in mount hips are a little high Sitting back a little bit, which we don't love. Um, but he's fighting the hands and sneaking the punches through Anderson Silva's guards. This is good stuff from Newton. Um, a much better implementation of his game plan than, uh, than we saw from Sakurai. He's doing well. Punching through the guard, around the guard. Controlling the hands. Sitting up a little higher in the mount. Oh, these are some hard shots. This is good stuff. He's sitting through to uh, basically S-guard. Now he's got the Kimura. Uh, grip as Silva tried to scramble so that Silva sat back down to make sure that uh, that wasn't an option anymore. Finally got back to his guard. But yeah, that was, that was good work. That was good work. Now uh, Newton hammering the body a little bit. Let's see if he uh, if he stacks to pass. or you know, Anderson Silva's got the body triangle on now from bottom, so he's just going to look to stall out the position and uh, land some shots off his back and not attack anything because you know trying to fish for that triangle that's what allowed newton to pin down that knee and, and pass to half and then slide through to side control um so he needs to not open up at all because he doesn't want to get his guard passed again because he was just mounted and getting hit with some hard shots and threatened with a, a couple submission attempts so understandably using that body triangle um see vanderlei in the corner maybe i'll watch some vanderlei fights at some point maybe not <laughs> We'll see. Okay, but Silva acting like he's doing stuff, but really he's just hitting some small strikes from this position. 
Um, I don't know how the standups work in pride, like how often they are, what they need to see. Um, or if it's like a yellow card, if he gets stood up, but hopefully they're not just in this position for almost the rest of the fight. And then they get stood up and then Anderson Silva flying knees him. I hope other stuff happens in between now and then, but it's possible. It's just this. And then the flying knee, um, in which case, you know, not the best look from Newton to not really have any answers to being body triangled. You should still stack. There you go. He still stacks. Um, yeah, I don't know if like stacking for guard passing was the meta at then. I don't know if it's the meta now, honestly. <clears throat> I think, you know, it's the best way to pass guard, <laughs> especially in MMA where you, know, you don't want to have your hands, like one hand tied up while you're in this close proximity. But we'll see. He did attempt to stack once so far. They still were doing a good job pulling his head down. And I feel like Newton probably feels like he's scoring, maybe winning this position. So maybe not a lot of urgency. He's up on his knees now. A little higher up. No, not looking for anything there. So I don't love it, but it also was more acceptable back in the day to just do this until you win. <laughs> just be in their guard and land a little bit. And uh, that, that's it. I mean, that was kind of John Fitch's game, right? This is earlier than that, but you don't really see that too much anymore in MMA. Luckily, I think this is everyone's least favorite thing. Anderson's pulling on his own shin to make that body triangle tighter, not really doing anything. Fishing for a Kimura there. Kind of. <laughs> not really. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say Anderson Silva's shots off his back are very impactful. Uh, Carlos Newton's aren't much more impactful, but he is the one on top, so it's inherently easier to do damage from that position, but I don't really think damage is the name of the game right now. There's, there's a hard shot to the body. Um, most of his body striking from this position has been effective. I wish I could see the clock so I know how much longer I have to watch this. <laughs> so they're going to stand him up here, which I think is a good idea. So Anderson Silva gets the yellow card. I think that's fair. He was the one putting on the body triangle trying to stop Newton from advancing. And uh, Newton obviously going to look to get it down as soon as possible. There's a little jab there. Retreating on his back foot. I think Newton's already a little bit tired, looking a lot sloppier on his feet than he was in the beginning of the fight. This is, you know, 10-minute round, so it gets countered off his jab there. Anderson Silva also, like, a very good counter puncher, so fair. Fair enough. Nice head movement evading that, but also, yeah, there's the flying knee. <laughs> I was going to say he ducked straight down to avoid the counter, so that's that is, there's a knee coming off that. Um, do I rate that? I think if I rate soccer, I rate that because that was it wasn't like a freak thing. There was definitely clearly a setup. I saw it right beforehand that Newton's head movement was to duck straight down because he was tired, and Anderson Silva was going to throw a knee no matter what. Um, it just so happened that Newton level changed to actually try to take him down reactively at that point. Um, yeah, he was going to get hit with that with something like that. Uh, soon but yeah i think he was tired and being tired from being in someone's guard for five minutes is not great uh, so if you're wondering why newton didn't do better in his career uh because of you know with regard to like how well he was doing early on and how good his game looked i just don't think he had the cardio so we're talking about evaluating how you approach your win condition uh not being able to do that for more than a round if your opponent's still fresh and can actually hurt you on their feet is terrible that's bad. And if I'm going to be that strict, that makes me wonder how I'm looking at Sakurai now because he didn't really have that either. He did get that takedown in the third round, but also he uh, was less effective on top. But I don't know. I don't know. Something to think about. I'm not sure if I'm actually making a decision on this episode, but that's how we're evaluating. Like These guys are borderline quality from modern standards, which, again, impressive to even be in, the, in consideration, but he's Michael Jackson. Um, that was good work from Newton early on and a good read by Anderson Silva. Uh, was not a random knockout. Definitely there was a read on that. I, I saw it too. <laughs> cool. So those are probably uh, Anderson Silva's two best wins before he was in the UFC. Uh, he fought Jeremy Horn. He fought Lee Murray, who 
he wasn't like good, but you know, he was athletic and durable. Uh, he beat Jorge Rivera, who you know turned out to be okay uh, eventually. Uh, he got DQ'd against Yushin Okami. He had the Tony Frickland up elbow, and then he made his UFC debut against Chris Lieben. Spoiler alert, I do not consider Chris Lieben to be a quality opponent, so let's just get that out of the way. And then we are brought to his title shot in 2006 for Savage Franklin. So <clears throat> just preemptively, are there going to be some of you who are upset about me not considering Rich Franklin to be quality if that ends up happening? Um, it's possible, but I also think that's probably the most likely option. And you're like, oh, this is the you know UFC champion with title defenses, and you just said these like random guys from Japanese MMA are, are borderline quality. But like, like I said, especially at that time, like the UFC did not have the best fighters in the world at every weight class. Um, that was definitely a myth, and uh, this might be one example uh, of of that where Rich Franklin was like a very successful fighter who was just not that good at all. So <laughs> we're gonna find out. Uh, we're going to end up watching both of these Rich Franklin fights, so I'll get a little more data um, afterwards. But, yeah, we're going to watch this. Um, if you're synced up, it's on Fight Pass. It's UFC 64, Anderson Silva versus Rich Franklin. Uh, it's a 19-minute video, and I'm at 9.51 is the timestamp. All right, so if you're ready, three, two, one, go. Started that a little early, but here we go. We're starting. So let's see what Rick Franklin wants to do and how well he tries to do it. Obviously, I think his attributes were pretty good. He was in shape. He was strong. For the time, he was very well-rounded, but we'll see what that actually amounts to here against somebody with a specialized skill set. So far, he's done nothing. Hey, there's Anderson, but Anderson's the counterfighter, so he's allowed to do... Nothing, and uh, Franklin fainted a, a jab and got low-kicked hard for it and threw a very non-committal one-two in response. There's a step-up low-kick, tries to punch off of it. That's okay. Not a bad idea. Another counter low-kick for Silva as uh, Franklin steps in. He hits his own, goes 3-2 uh, on the lead. Not bad. There's his own bad-looking low-kick, but he did throw it. It did land. Trying to pull back off his jab. He's anticipating counters. So definitely aware of that by trying not to get countered. Anderson playing with the hands a little bit. I don't think he's worried about those low kicks at all. And I think uh, that teep might have hit him in the face, but otherwise it landed clean. Yeah, he's already terrified of being countered. <laughs> it hasn't even happened yet. He's fighting very tentatively. There's another 3 2. Definitely going to be part of the strategy. Oh, there's a, there's a check hook. Two check hooks from uh, Franklin. Now he's in the double collar tie. Gets hit clean to the body. Doesn't know what to do here. Doesn't know what to do here. He's coming over top, and he's leaving all the space in between their hips. Another big knee. Another big knee. Does not know what to do with his hips. Has no idea what to do with his lower body. Um, not good. Another knee to the body. He's trying to He's trying to punch. He does not know what to do in this situation at all. So we're talking about competencies. Uh, both the guys that we just watched were way better in the clinch than Ray Franklin uh, and comparably as competent on the feet from what we've seen. Franklin may be a little bit more physical and strong, but it doesn't matter when you're getting just trashed from this position. It's like crazy how ineffective he is here. Um, just trying to block and, and punch in this position, not even trying to pummel anymore. Um, just standing back and letting it happen. There's one of the face. He's backing off. This is going to be over soon. He's coming through so clean. That one hit the arms, but still, that sucks. Um, Franklin staring right at him. Oh, yeah, he's done. He's done. Throws a really weak lead the hook. Trying desperately to punch. Franklin tries to clinch him, which it's because he's tired. There's a clean one to the nose. Smash his face. There's a high kick. This has been over for a while. There's another knee. <laughs> so, Rich Franklin had some decent ideas on the feet uh but wasn't nearly effective enough for that to be really a viable way for him to win uh and if he'd watched other anderson silva fights you would have seen that the double collar tie was going to be a thing and linear strikes were going to be a thing 
and he was wholly unprepared for the double collar tie. Like, had no idea what to do, um, which is terrible. And that's always been the narrative of the fight. That, but like, it's it's shocking. Um, even so, so do I rate him as quality? If I had only seen this fight, no. But I'll watch the other one, and you know, maybe in my off time, I'll watch another Rich Franklin fight just to get a better idea of where he was at, at the time. But despite being probably more fit than the guys we watched before, you know, more of a well-rounded athlete, you know, more of somebody who is a fit person, um, like trains harder to have better cardio and stuff. It does not matter in his pursuit of his win condition when you just have no defense to speak of. So yeah, smashed his nose. So that was gross. Um, (laughs) These have been pretty quick so far. So I'm down to do at least one more. Um, we can do, I don't know. I wanted to get the second Rich Franklin fight in this episode, but we got a bunch of fights in between. I don't want to watch every Anderson Silva fight from here on. That's not going to happen. So let's pick and choose. I haven't really decided what I want to do yet. Um, Travis Luter, I think it's known that he botched his weight cut and had very little cardio and also like couldn't wrestle really like it was a thing that he like only trained jujitsu um and yeah that's not really someone i'm ever going to consider quality unless you're really really good at jujitsu and he's not so let's just skip that one uh nate marquardt let's do that one and i guess we might still have time for the rich franklin rematch after that um that's where i'll end the episode so let's do nate marquardt this is one i've pondered a little bit without seeing it uh recently thinking maybe it could be quality because i do respect mark Ward's career a decent bit he, he ended up being pretty good um i don't know if he was good yet at this point but like pretty close to his physical prime 28 years old so uh i am interested to see this is also one the one where anderson hits a switch um which is uh everyone loves that all right, so the timestamp for this one is going to be, wait for it, wait for it, hold on. Okay, so the timestamp is going to be 9.03, so I'll give you a second to get there. It's Anderson Silva versus Nate Marquardt, UFC 73. All right, three, two, one, go. Anderson switching stances. Marquardt, another uh, strong, fit guy. We'll see if that ends up mattering at all. I know it doesn't extend to the first round, but... <laughs> nice uh, low kick to the outside. Better execution than most of the guys who have tried to kick him so far. So it looks like uh, so far the game plan is to outfight, <laughs> to not get into his range. Obviously doesn't want to clinch with him. Um, doesn't want to commit to punching exchanges because he doesn't want to get countered. So. Yeah, that, that low kick, uh, good so far. He shot that right to the body. It's a good idea as well, although you got to be careful changing levels on him because he do be throwing knees, and he does teeth as well. So uh, really wild entry there from Marquardt, and he does get countered. <laughs> and he gets flying switch kicked, trying to finish the single. Got the single lifted, tries to run the pipe, and he's way too low on the leg for that to work. There you go. He gets it anyway. Um so I guess that's part of the game plan. So the confidence to wrestle uh, when he gets hurt and when Anderson's swarming him, that's good. That's better than Rich Franklin. Um, so an interesting approach so far. Let's see if he can do anything from top. He's going to stuff that knee and pass. All right, all right. The bar is so low right now. <laughs> so uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for someone to impress me. But Anderson actually striking pretty hard to the body off his back and half guard here, which is not good. Um, Mark Archer to posture up, missed there. Short elbows. Joe Rogan's trying to get excited about this arm triangle. It's not there. And Anderson Silva trying to sit through to the back from opposite side, half guard. That's not going to work either. He does have that uh, that wrist trapped across the back, which is cool. Yeah, he's not going to take his back there. He's going to have to swivel his hips all the way under. There's too much... Uh, too much left to do to get that to work. Mark working with the pass. 
and uh, Anderson Silva regards because he was only passing with his legs. No arm engagement. Mark White hitting over the guard a little bit, hitting the body. This is probably the best version of this game plan so far, just because Mark White doesn't appear to that he's going to gas right away <laughs> from one round of guard work, but we'll see. <clears throat> yeah, I'd say Newton had the best top game of anybody so far. Um, his wrestling was pretty good too in that one situation. Uh, Sakurai was the only one who made an adjustment. Um, I also say that Newton had the best approach to taking him down, but Marquardt also had the ability to leg attack and like shoot a single and actually finish a single. So get an upkick there. Um, that's definitely factoring into my evaluation, but I'm being so generous. I'm really trying guys because like this, this is not a very high level of MMA. And obviously it was, you know, 2006, 2007, fine. It is what it is, but you know, it's just, some people will try to tell you that these guys were comparable um, to modern fighters who challenge for titles. And it's just not true. Um, very much not true. Although I like Mark Ward and I think he ended up being pretty good. But could not box at all in this fight. <laughs> there, there we go. He's, he's trying to prove me wrong. He uh, slips after that one-two entry. His feet were a mess, but he did do a good job avoiding being countered. Gets kicked in the arms there, backs himself up to the cage, gets hit with that straight, tries to react to shot, gets that single fight into it. Anderson, oh, oh, big elbows off that single attempt head inside. Nice shot to the body too. Really good, really good there from Anderson, making him pay for this terrible single. He's going to look to hit that switch in a second. Elbowing the crap out of his body. I mean, he just he had just gotten stunned. With that straight shot, now he's getting his body beat up. And you know, being head inside extended on a single is really tiring. It's one of the worst places to be. Um, so he's going to look to build up, hanging out in this position for too long. Anderson hits that switch, puts him on his back. And just he was already, I think he was already close to being done at that point. So maybe I take back the whole having more than a round of cardio for a hard fight thing. I don't think he did. Um, <laughs> Yeah, these guys falling apart like really quickly from being hit hard and like being ground and pounded and stuff like that. Like they they are not very durable, um, not good adjusters, just not really holding up against a, a varied threat, which it was new. It was kind of new to have someone who offered these exact threats. So there weren't really answers yet. Um, but they were, you know, for the for what they had, they were doing all right jobs, but like it, there was no way they were gonna win with you know a round of cardio and you know, no real offense uh, once they took him down. So no, still not passing my test. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's not really working out. Um, and, and again, I'm really, really rethinking the, uh, the soccer I do thing. I'm not sure if that's going to work out either. Um, I'm really only sorry about it to Kyle, uh, who I know is going to be like, come on, but I don't know. It's not, it's not great. Um, Rich Franklin rematch. Let's do that and let's be done for this episode. Um, luckily, as we move forward in time, we should be getting closer to fighters who I can rate. Uh, because we'll start the next episode with Dan Henderson, which is one of, if not his best win. So that should be good. Uh, and then we'll be moving into like the 2008 to 2012 era. So hopefully that that works out. Okay. So it's the Rich Franklin rematch. Let me find a timestamp on this. A lot of preamble here. And the timestamp is going to be 11.47. So go ahead and sync yourself up. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Last one for the episode. So let's see what Rich Franklin does in the rematch. It's a different stance matchup now. They're in closed stance. I think Franklin's the one who's in a different stance. He went southpaw. Mm -hmm. Jabbing a little bit more from the outside, a little more active. Kicking inside that leg. 
Uh, Joe Rogan just said that Rich Franklin said he was surprised by how well he did in the stand-up. There's a, a jab hook into a right hand. I think I would agree, but he also didn't do well in the stand-up. So it's like, that's the only thing you have to take away. <laughs> yeah. But the boxing actually not, not as bad as expected, but he has to be a credible threat. Like his, his, uh, those are very light shots. <laughs> So not totally conducive to pursuing a win condition unless your win condition is volume. All right, so let's see in the clinch here. He's actually digging for underhooks, which is an improvement, uh, and pushing him, pushing him against the cage with that position. He's still getting out grappled here. He, he gave up uh, Silva's underhook, but he did actually know how to do something in that position, which is a, a huge improvement compared to being a sitting duck. Um, yeah, at least there are underhooks here, and uh, Franklin getting his own knee, but. Yeah, I liked the one three two from Franklin. Maybe that was part of the stance switch is to, is to open up those lead hand attacks a little bit more. Um, it was a nice improvement. And Franklin's the only one out of these guys I trust to like go multiple rounds at a pace. Um, so that could be helpful. Oh, nice, nice. He he, uh, he drove through into a body lock when Anderson Silva tried to get that double collar tie and he took him down. So that's an adjustment, a fight to fight adjustment. I'm still looking for him to adjust within the fight based on new threats that arise, but. He's stacking, trying to pass guard. We talked about stack passing in earlier episodes. Now it's happening, so that's good. And uh, gets put off his base trying to pass there. Going to run the pipe on that. The leg is bent. You're not going to be able to run the pipe that way. You have to straighten the leg out. You get a different finishes from there, but not the one that he's looking for. He tries to double off, and Anderson gets under hooks and pulls him up. It's not a great wrestler, but situationally he did what he was supposed to do um, to counter the double collar tie. So he clearly he worked on specific answers to that. So good, good stuff. Good stuff. Franklin pushing up against the cage with the underhook. Yeah, I, I didn't mind his ideas in the feet in the last fight either. This execution was a little sloppy. Uh, he did a little better this time so far. All oh, it's only been a little bit. Franklin cheating by grabbing over the cage. <laughs> There's that uh, turn off the collar tie. That's going to be a very popular technique for the rest of time, but very rare at this point. Gets hit off the break there on the clinch. Now Franklin's got his back to the cage. Gets hit with a turning side kick to the body. They both jab in into collar ties, but Franklin punching and disengaging. That's good stuff. Tries to counter that low kick. Very wild. Kicking the inside leg a little bit. There's that uh, jab hook. I uh, hit that follow-up hook again. That's good stuff from Franklin. Slips that in very ugly, very ugly striking, but does slip that encounter. Now he's against the cage and just kind of posting out, uh, losing his composure immediately. And <laughs> it's been t- three minutes, and he is uh, breaking down a little bit, getting really wild and frantic, uh, losing, losing his form, um, trying to go underhooks now. That's good. Getting back into it. <laughs> that, that was uh, that was rough. That was a little rough. The other thing is your win condition against Anderson Silva. I think volume is actually a pretty good idea, just because you're not going to knock him out. <laughs> you're going to hit him super clean and not knock him out. So, and Franklin does hit hard. I think he's just been hesitant to uh, commit fully to power against Silva because he doesn't want to get countered. Outside trip attempt from Silva into the into the collar tie. That was a nice transition. Good clinch work from Anderson Silva. Genuinely good. Um, see what they do from range here again. Yeah, Franklin's going to get that jab going, get that jab hook dynamic going again, try to pull back off that. There's a body kick to the open, uh, to the closed side, rather. Crescent kick attempt from Silva. Slips that jab. Oh, nice one-two that lands from Franklin. Let's try to follow up with that. I mean, almost hits him to <laughs> the head kick while Silva's uh, clowning him with his head movement. Spinning back fist counter from Silva. Flying knee, but Franklin didn't fully duck into it, so it's okay. And he went under hooks to counter the double collar tie, collar tie there. But now he's backing up and framing off. He should not do that. Gotta go hips in. Silva swarming against the cage, but Franklin doing a bet. Oh, he got dropped there with a right hook. <laughs> he survived, but they, sh- they should not let him go out for another round. He was dropped, and he was still in a split at the end of the round there. Anything that happens for the rest of the fight, I'm not going to hold it against him because he got knocked out there. He was definitely out. So they should absolutely not let him fight more. Um, who is that in his corner? Uh, Matt Hume? Shame on you. 
Matt Hume. Yeah, look at this. He's out. <laughs> you don't land like that if you're conscious. Just does not happen. His legs completely went out from under him. Bonk. And he was in that position for a while. <laughs> so, yeah, improvements from Rich Franklin. Uh, probably the best fighter we've watched so far holistically uh, against Anderson Silva. And I think if the other guys were borderline rateable, this could this could get there. And uh, despite him like losing his composure and you know not his game plan not really holding up under duress, uh, he did get back to it, and he does seem to have cardio for more than a round, which is nice. So if anyone's quality so far, it might be this version of Rich Franklin, which you know <laughs> his resume is uh, not super strong at this point. Uh, but again, you can only fight who is available. So it's not like I'm holding anything against Anderson Silva. It's just like in the discussion of who'd you fight, who'd you beat. Uh, Silva's resume isn't that great. Um, but, you know, uh, greatness comes in many forms. But this is just the form that I'm choosing to evaluate. And it's uh, fun to watch these fights. And that was a good uh, kick to the open, to the close side again. Uh, yeah, Franklin actually getting back to the game plan despite being concussed. <laughs> that jab hook again. Really didn't like that jab. Uh, Franklin didn't. Yeah, I don't mind kicking the open side, or the close side either. It's there. Why not? Nice. And Silva, not quite the counter puncher he be would become at this point. And he was good uh, trying to get tight in those clinch situations. I don't know why he dropped there. Maybe he got hit with something I didn't see. And yeah, he's uh, really sloppy exiting these situations. He was in the first round too, getting low kicked while uh, while backing up against the cage. That sucks. Um, but yeah, he he's done there. But yeah, he looked sloppy in those situations in the first round too, before he was unconscious and before he was rocked. But he did do better. I'm struggling to say like by my standards that these are quality opponents, but for the time, it's it's interesting to see like what the improvements are and how the game is evolving before our eyes, which is interesting for sure. And uh, also cool that Anderson Silva is so ahead of the game, <laughs> like so ahead of the game. Like the clinch work is genuinely good. Like I said, the uh, the boxing not quite there yet. Um, the kicking game, I would say, is is close to being there. But yeah, it's mostly like the clinches where he has this huge advantage over people right now. Um, and on the ground, he just knows enough to stop anyone from really doing anything to him. And uh, they gas out trying to beat him up, and then he kicks her ass. <laughs> it's just uh, an interesting way to win fights. Like, if I was rating Anderson Silva in these fights, if he was a loser, like, let's say he just got randomly knocked out out of nowhere, uh, I'd be rating him pretty high. Um, so, yeah, cool, cool stuff. So, that's episode one of the Anderson Silva resume review. Uh, I'm enjoying watching these fights. I, I like Anderson Silva. I used to not like him, but I also started watching MMA in 2010. That was stupid. So <laughs> I'm slightly less stupid now. Uh, so I have some better ideas, but yeah, it's been, it's been cool. Uh, next episode, we'll do Dan Henderson. Um, we'll do like not Talos Latis because he didn't even try to win that fight. Uh, so we'll do Dan Henderson. We're not going to do Kote or Irvin. Although Kote like did, I think, do reasonably well. So maybe we will watch Kote. We'll do like Henderson, Kote. Uh, Forrest Griffin, do you, do you want to? I guess we will. Um, and do I want to, do I want to watch the Damian Maya fight? I don't know about that. That'll, that'll bring us up to the Chael Sonnen fight at that point. So that'd be a pretty cool episode. Uh, this will probably just be a three episode series, cause I can get a big chunk done next time. And then we'll have like the Chael Sonnen fights. And actually that's the best stretch of fights that Silva has probably Sonnen, Belfort, Okami, Sonnen. That's like probably his strongest string of competition because then he fought Stefan Bonner, who is obviously not quality. Um, and he got knocked out by Weidman. Then he got knocked out by Weidman again, and then he broke his leg. He did get dropped from collar tie in that fight, if you forgot. Then there's the Diaz fight, which was a win. Um, it's a no contest, but I guess um, I guess I can count it because he did win the fight. Um, the Bisping fight, maybe I'll do like a bad calls style watch on that and see how how it scored um i'm pretty sure bisping won though uh and you know he didn't beat daniel cormier i can do the Derek brunson fight if you want and yeah then he got knocked out in his last two fights so uh 
shouldn't be more than three episodes. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Hopefully you're uh, partially enjoying it. And if you're mad about how I'm looking at older MMA fights, I feel like I explained it enough that this is just how the way the type of evaluation I'm doing and, you know, old fights are typically not going to be viewed favorably in that lens. And I understand that MMA was different then. And, you know, for the time things are more impressive than they are objectively today, but that's not really what I'm doing. So it's like, <laughs> just uh, do, do your own, do your own evaluation by your own criteria. If you want to do that, that's just not what I'm doing. So uh, hopefully you're, you're enjoying it regardless and uh, see you, see you soon for the next episode and more bad calls and more commentaries and, Lots more stuff. Okay, bye-bye.